Welcome back to Hank's Hot Takes Week 10. Woo! We have hit the double digits, which officially means we are headed for the home stretch. And it has gotten thrilling. So much to get into here for Week 10. Um, Wow, I'm... From a content perspective, I, I couldn't be happier. There's so much to get into from a managerial perspective in the dirty flip-flops camp. Uh, it's a completely different feeling. All of that and more on Hank's Hot Takes. Got a special guest for you this week, fellas. I got the champ. I got him. None other than John Wayne himself, the quiet man, foggy do, Jeffrey motherfucking baldest welcome to the show thank you hank thank you for having me on um i look forward to another episode of hank's hot takes and like you said man it's double digit week now we're week 10 we're cooking with grease there's gonna be some uh some contenders and pretenders here coming up so i'm excited to get into it yeah so my my first question for you is after being in the trenches of Walmart and knowing that agony and having such a year in 2022 ups and downs, but you end with a mug is the, is the chase for the second mug just as sweet and enticing or where do you stand, you know, almost a year later after, after securing your first mug? Man, that's a good question. Um, so I believe, I mean, obviously chasing the first mug is very special, especially coming from some muddy waters that I come into with the life jacket and the Walmart run. So to finally get that first mug was special, but you got to be able to, I guess, kind of hit the reset button and it's like start from scratch. And if I were to get another mug, I think it'd just be just as special as the, as the nice deer antler mug that Mr. Van Hoof gave me. Yeah, I I'll tell you what, if you go back to back the the outlook of the Jeff Baldist franchise has got a whole different ring to it. I would put you in the pantheon of some of some special cats. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Long ways to go. Got to take her week by week. I know it's cliché, but it's true. And uh at the end of this, we'll see where I end up. Uh, I, I love it, man. Well, you're off to a good start. Uh, a quick standings update. We have our first um, our first playoff berth has been secured by one Matt Munzel. Clap it up for old Poe Knife. Uh, seven and two. Munz uh, got back in the win column in week nine. And seven and seven will be good enough, uh, albeit even if he fall the last five games uh be good enough for the uh, or excuse me seven and six will be good enough for um one of the lower seeds uh probably not going to be the case for Munns but Munns is into the playoffs um right on his heels is one foggy dew Jeffy B at six and three uh looking to notch that seventh win for uh for a security blanket playoff spot and then Things get super hectic. You have two five and four teams, both out of the three rivers division in can't sleep, need more players and backwoods Cleopatra. You have four teams at four and five, one game back of the second spot. You got Cocalis, myself, Cook and Tall. Oliver Rogers absolutely clawing his way back into this thing. And by no means are either of these two teams out of it. And uh, you got Summer Breeze, who was on the brink, who was so close to his season, uh, turning into preparation for the toilet bowl, where now there's some hope in, in the Summer Breeze camp, starting to play some good fantasy football. And Bullfrog, who has had a rough few weeks, similar to myself, but by no means is he out of it. And I'm sure he's looking to turn it around in week 10. 
I mean, it's anyone's race, Jeff. It's still, there's still a lot of hockey left. Yeah, I can't agree more. Um, it's going to get good starting this week and the next couple weeks as people jockey for those positions. Um, and even with, I mean, you're on a four game skid and so is Skyver. And, uh, by no means are you guys out of it. And then you got the summer breeze. He's starting to feel, feel it a little bit, starting to get healthier and he's coming on. Um, and Tolliver's coming on also. So it's, it's fun to watch. Yeah. It's a great point about the streaks. If you took a snapshot three weeks ago of the standings, um, Cook, myself, and Skyver were all in driver's seat positions. Um, while can't sleep, need more players in the foggy dew, uh, we're still somewhere in the middle. Both teams now having, in, you know, in in great positions to hopefully enter the playoffs. So that's uh, really well said. So let's do a quick review of week nine, where it, it'll start to feel like in the double-digit weeks. The, the wins and losses will mean just a little bit more because now everybody's starting to draw that thin red line between the sixth spot and the seventh spot and certainly the top two seeds. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. And um, we can uh, – you want to break down last week? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, let, we'll, we'll start with uh, – so I – Again, last week's episode was sponsored by Labatt Blue Light, uh, and I, I was I was calling my, my shot the Scoville sweep. I went two and two and three. Um, is first time picking my own matchup, so I had a set of five to choose from. Uh, however, I think I was good on my only uh, five dollar bet. I bet against Tal. He came for that ass, and Jacob Van Hoof took care of business. So we'll start there. Um, can't sleep, need more players. Rides the hot hand of Dak Prescott. I think he's had him there two or three weeks in a row. Um, and a surging contender for best stack, Dak and C.D. Lamb, they have been torching defenses here on Van Hoof's a uh, small two-game win streak. And Tal's team is, is starting to fight, starting to have some of that that grit that Tal's team has come to know and love. However, we've we've talked about this on Tal's team before, that the the good good performance weeks that he has that leads to 92 or 93 points just isn't going to cut it in a 10 man league. So Van Hoof takes this one. Yep. Um, can't sleep. Got it done. Um, you said it spot on Dak and lamb have been absolutely killing it. And to have that stack, I mean, that's money, money in the bank. Um, even with the goose egg from Gabe Davis, which was kind of wild. Um, and um, Tal's in fight mode. Um, Tal's made a ton of trades this year, like fireworks going off in the Grouch's Royal Flush department. And um, I kind of like it. He's been shaking it up. And out of all his players, I like that Dante Johnson for Pittsburgh. I think that's a great pl- player to have coming down the home stretch for Tal. Yeah, I. it's, it's nice to have – Rogers, you know, through ten weeks, still, still in the mix here, and and not necessarily already in the um, party party ruiner or season ruiner mode, where he's just out there trying to slash throats. You know, he's still out there rooting for his own team, trying to make moves, trying to make things happen. That that's a fun Tolliver Rogers manager. So um, certainly not out of it. Gonna need a big win here in week 10, but Van Hoof secures another one. Um, and then, oh, my internet is going to start being slow, but it looks like, and you, I'll let you lead this one off here. It looks like toe knife got it done in week nine versus Mortensen. Is that right? Yep. Um, this was, yep. Uh, Munzee versus Mo in a pretty big matchup. Both teams are pretty good out of the gates. Um, both teams didn't break a hundred. So to get the W like Munzee got, that's always a great feeling. Um, 
Amari Cooper came to life for him. And um, Eckler's finally back, churning yards and catching passes. And um, even with Herbert, with a down Monday night game, he was able to squeak it out. Um, and he caught Mo with CMC on a bye, which is always great. Um, and uh, I like Mo's team. I like both these teams. And it, it tilted Monday's way this week. So, um, yeah, Monday got it done. Yeah, it was a it was a crazy, a, a very high powered bye week for for both teams with um, Munz's San Francisco Dogs and then you know or excuse me with Mo's San Francisco Dogs and Munz had to sit out Etn Junior and Amon Ra um, and Brandon Ayuk so it, it was a crazy game and to to your really good point um, to score less than a hundred points and win. You know, you you feel like you stole one, but both teams were playing with one arm tied behind their back. So it, it was a it was a street fight, and if you're in a street fight, you're gonna want to have a toe knife. Man, that's well said. And um, Gus Edwards and Amari Cooper really carried toe knife last week. So nice, nicely, well said. Yeah, c- congrats to Munns. Secures that playoff spot, and the the Three Rivers division is going to keep chasing the always sunny boy. So good, good for Munns. And then we'll jump to, um, it was, it was a, it was a must win for Javi here in week nine. He was sitting two and six. Uh, Bullfrog was three and five and it, it was a battle. I mean, you good enough fantasy football. You, you have a heartburn. If you're Skyver, when you have C.J. Stroud, a great pickup, goes for 41, and then the rest of your team just kind of limps out there for not nothing really to be excited about. It's uh, it's that's crushing. Um, probably would have loved to have Laporta in there, but I, I think I've quoted on this show several times. If you score, four, if you have a guy that scores 40 points, you're going to win those games, and it's it's a real shame that that didn't happen. And if you're summer breeze, you, the um, contender to go up against Van Hoof's number one stack is here. Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, they, they, they give you 40 plus that always helps. And it, it was a grudge match. Neither team wants to lose that one and, and have you build a little bit of momentum here. Uh, knocking off Bullfrog, 116-110. Yes, sir. The the summer breeze, he's starting to pick it up here. Uh, falls, like he said, fall's moving in and the weather's turning. Um, he got great production from his one through four there in Allen, Taylor, Jones, and Diggs. And um, I, you're spot on about Bullfrog. Um, T.J. Stroud had a record-setting day. Um throwing and passing yards and it just wasn't enough and um the tough one for, for bullfrog is he's on a, he's on the skid he's on the losing skid and we'll see if he can't turn it around this week yeah super well said i mean uh as mentioned last week you know if you just look at summer breeze's team who you know had to wait for health issues and to kind of get his get his draft plan finally you know put together here but Josh Allen, Jonathan Taylor, Aaron Jones, Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyler Lockett, Joe Mixon. You're just saying really fun fantasy football guys who are high percentage going to see the ball on their teams. That's a great recipe for fantasy football. And not sure you want to be playing Summer Breeze here in these next few weeks. But luckily me and you don't have to worry about that here in week 10, Jeffy B. Yep, you're spot on about that. Yep. And then talk to me. You take down that scarf wearing bitch. Hey, hey, Captain <laughs> Jack. Yep. It was a little preview of our, our rival week because he is my rival. And it always, always feels good to take out your rival. Um, it wasn't the prettiest matchup. It was, I mean, it's pretty ugly. Um, I only had like 70 some points walking into Monday night. And, uh, uh, Chargers D went ballistic, and uh, 
and then Keenan Allen had a pretty good game. So that got me past 100 points. But this was kind of looking like a Munzee Mo matchup where uh, we weren't both going to break 100. And um, it was nice because Kelsey decided to uh, take his bye week a week early. And (laughs) it's always scary going against Kelsey, but that was his probably his poorest performance in a long time. So that was nice to see. Yeah, very well said. And I'm so I'm curious, you know, those the it's it's a fun and nerve wracking spot to be in on Monday while you're at work. You're trailing, but you still have hope because in your shoes, you had Keenan Allen and the Chargers defense locked and loaded. And I think you were down well over 13 points, something like that. Yep, I was down like. I think 11 point, whatever. So call it like 12 points. So Ed, are you, are you feeling what percentage confident were you that, you know, th- this thing was in the bag or were you, were you not confident? How, how are you feeling going into Monday night? Um, to be honest, like if you just, I was feeling pretty good just cause I, Keenan Allen gets a lot of volume. Like he's kind of uh, as long as he stays healthy, he's going to be a really good receiver for me down the stretch. And it's kind of like if that defense could just keep a baseline of, like, five or six points, then, like, Keenan Allen only needs a handful of catches and yards, and I'd, I'd squeak it by. And then um, – so that's kind of my mindset going in. And then the charges with the punt return early, and then it was like, all right, now I feel really good. So that's kind of how I was going into Monday night. Yeah, and – uh, you know, watching Monday night football and, you know, dirty flip-flops didn't have any dogs in that fight. Cause I, I needed Wilson to score like 75 points, but like, you know, when you get a point, every time you sack somebody, you got to feel great about your defense going up against Zach Wilson. That guy, like, I, I, I think he just like, he's seeing ghosts out there and just, he, he reminds me of like playing Madden where, instead of throwing it away like a normal person would, like you try to scramble all the way back to the end zone to like keep the play alive and throw some dumb shit off your back foot. And he just gets sacked every time. Dude, I can't agree more. He also looks like he's like 12 out there. He just looks scared. Um, that was a, that was kind of a shame for New York to see Rogers go down, but um, yeah, the Chargers D ate him up. So that was good to see for my part. And uh, nice seeing Bosa and Khalil Mack off the edges at a uh, really banged up, bad offensive line. So that was nice to see. Yeah, great win by Foggy Dew. And and, and that certainly sets up a a big match in week 14, which will probably have some some serious uh, implications between you and Hey Hey Captain Jack. Yeah, well, um, when we get there, we'll see what kind of it's all shaking out, but I'm excited to see. <laughs> That's great. And uh, Deuce in the Drought handles business against dirty flip-flops. Won't go into it. Um, just my team is my team's going to need a spark. We're going to need Coach to bring in the mentalist to get our team working together here. Cause we are not currently, we are a assembly line full of shitheads who can't seem to make anything work. So that was a lot. I, I, uh, I needed to get that out. I'm sorry. Dirty flip flops. We're going to be okay. We're going to re we're going to regroup here in week 10, but that was week nine. Everybody's still in the mix and I, I can't wait to get things moving forward. So what we're going to do is um before we jump into week 10 i if if you all remember in week five we looked at i i pulled the statistics of all of the champions do you, does, does this ring a bell jeffy b yes it does yep all right perfect so if you recall we we narrowed it down that if you had, if you were two and two, and you won in week five, and most importantly, you were in Mo's division, that you know you were you were in line to be a champion, and we basically concluded that Cook and Van Hoof were really in the driver's seats to be um, deemed champion, and, and Cook ended up being the only one left in the in the equation. So I ran the same numbers through nine weeks, and 
looking for interesting things, and I found something interesting where all of the champions in the auction era and all the way back to 2013 through nine weeks, their records have been either four and five or five and four, all 10 of them, excluding 2016, where one tasteful hard R had a record of five, three, and one with a tie uh, to Ryan Kimball of 136 and a half. So basically we have 10 years of data that suggests the champion is through nine weeks, five and four or four and five. Jeff, I'm sure that's not great news to hear if I'm the foggy do. No, no, it's not. I'm one, I'm one clear of that, but, um, trends can be broken, I guess, but we'll see what happens. Um, that's interesting. So you want to kind of, if you're hovering around the 500 mark, you're not out of it and you might be feeling good going out, going on the league history. Yeah, absolutely. And if we take it a step further and um, again, the data suggesting that seven out of 10 years, the champion has been in Moe's division. We bring our attention to the three rivers side of things where it's, there's tons of candidates. You have, Two, five, and four, and can't sleep, need more players, and backwoods Cleopatra. And then you have two, four, and five that hey, hey, Captain Jack and Grouch's Royal Flush. So, so the data definitely suggests this thing is far from over. Um, I was surprised to see that it was there had never been a team that had jumped out to a big lead through 10 weeks or a team that made some crazy comeback. It's always been five and four or four and five. So super curious to see if that comes true again, but it, it's very interesting that the, this, um, this correlation here suggests that only the four teams on the three rivers side are going to get things done. And I'm curious, try to take yourself out of the foggy dew camp and put yourself in just a, in an analyst situation. If you're one of those four teams, which team would you think could could win it all between Van Hoof, Mortensen, Cook, and Rogers. Oh wow, I like that. Um, I, in my mind, a team that I've liked since draft day, and um, I think he's I think he's head and shoulders better than the other three is uh, Mr. Mortensen. Um, he's got the star power as long as he stays healthy. And uh, CMC, Lamar, Saquon, and then his receivers are nice. And just having even like a Nico Collins, who looks like just a solid receiver. And then um, I would definitely take Mo out of those four. And that's sorry to the other three, but I like Mo's team the best. Yeah, no, no, no apologies necessary. That this is Hank's hot takes, and I think it's a, I think it's a great pick, and it, it's comical that we have six selections for most team to finish last place uh, from draft weekend. And, you know, he, he, here he is in the thick of things. And um, I, I agree with you, Jeff. I think if I took all of these teams right now and I had to pick which one of those four um, is going to be the champion, I do like most team um, suffers his fourth loss of the year without his catalyst in Christian McCaffrey. Um, Mo is clearly actively managing um this is the part of the season where that could change i i imagine it won't um mo definitely seems like a contender this year and um with a huge matchup coming up against can't sleep need more players i guess we're going to figure that out sooner rather than later yeah that's a big matchup this week and that's going to be excited exciting to see what the outcome is and um, Mo has a little trump card sitting in his IR spot. Uh, he made the James uh, Connor trade a while back, I, I think with Skyver. And um, he got hurt, and he's going to come back at some point. And uh, I think Arizona is going to try to be competitive with K1. And um, James Connor's sitting there for him, too. Yeah, that's a, that's a great, great, great um, 
great call. And he's starting to get Lamar Jackson, who is looking to be the MVP playing like that. And uh, when Lamar is going good, um, it's going to be hard to beat a team even without having CMC on his team. So it's a great pick. I'm glad that we both agree. Um, I think of Hansley need more players in Van Hoof and Hey, Hey, Captain Jack, um, both be picked second. I, I think those, those are both good teams that are, you know, either one piece or one guy getting hot away. And I, I love tall. He, again, he, he, he's in a fist fight here on the street. Um, I would love to see him make a push and get himself into the playoffs this year. But I, I think he would be forced um, of those four that we're looking at. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I... Can you hear me? Yep. I, I, I can hear you. Okay. I thought I lost you for a minute, but um, yeah, I, I a hundred percent agree. Um, I would go Mo Hoof Cookie Towel. That'd be the order I'd pick. And um, uh, I mean, Joe Burrow is only going to play better for Towel. I think Joe Burrow's got some thirty-point games in him, and um, we'll see. It, it's going to be exciting, man. It's getting hot and heavy, and uh, it's it's going to work itself out coming down the stretch here. Yeah, and super well said. I, I think you nailed that that power ranking of those four and. Um, no better time than the present, Jeffy B. Are you ready to make some picks? Yeah, man, I can't wait. Um, it's going to get good. Week 10, here we go. All right, well, let, let, let's jump into the, the most relevant then. We're going can't sleep, need more players, five and four in the three and Rivers division against Backwoods Cleopatra, five and four in the three Rivers division not a must win, but you gotta you gotta want this one. Two guys that have not only been roommates, but always nipping at each other's heels. Um, in week two, Mo absolutely fleeced Van Hoof one seventy four to one hundred one, and that is and let me confirm the high of the season thus far. Um, Mo's week two, 176. Uh, quick shout out to Brett Kokalis. Um, although it was against me, Brett was the recipient of the highest score of week nine. So I, I imagine that his Venmo will be uh, will be ringing here soon, if if not already. So congrats to BK. Um, but Mo is still sitting at the top spot for the year. Um, Jeff, what do you think about this matchup so far? What do you what do you like? What do you dislike? Who you're riding with? Well, this is this is a big matchup, maybe the biggest one of the week. Um, like you said, two former roommates, so it's it's always fun when you see that. Um, I think the thing I see is Cooper Cup and Mr. Brown on um Van Hoop's bench, and that's that's big. That's big to not have those two weapons ready to go. And I think Mo, I think Mo takes us in a in pretty easily landslide. Um, he's got his, his big three right up front in his lineup and um, I'm riding with Mo. I just picked him number one in that power ranking and I'm going to ride him into the playoffs. Yeah, it's a, it, it's a great pick. Um, especially you're catching Van Hoof at a good time without Cooper cup and AJ Brown, like you mentioned. Um, it looks like he's getting David Montgomery back, which certainly will help. Um, Dolan Kincaid has been phenomenal for him. That's been a great pickup too. And he's going to have to rely heavy on the Dak Prescott, CD lamb stack, which against New York, which they fleeced like 42 to nothing. in at week one or week two, you know, that there's a chance that that could work. Um, but but I, I'm going to have to agree with you here that I think we kind of ironed this out in that power rankings. Moe's got a lot of good things going. He is not dealing with the injury bug. He gets to roll out his, his star lineup. And I mean, George Pickens in the flex has got to feel pretty good if you're Moe. So 
Van Hoof, you're, you're going to have to prove us wrong here from a power ranking standpoint as well as a pick standpoint because Jeffy B and I are both on the Mo train, which when I, I say that out loud, Jeff, that just feels wrong to say, but I, I kind of like it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's funny. I agree. Um, yeah, I'm on the Mo train too. All aboard. Let's Let's ride it. <laughs> All right. I I absolutely love it. Where where to next, Jeffy B? Which game sticks out to you? Let's um Oh, that's another good one. Let's go with the uh the CMU boys themselves. Let's go with the Gra- uh Grouch's Royal Flush versus uh Hey Hey Captain Jack. Oh, I I absolutely love it. We got an- another college battle here. Hey Hey Captain Jack. And it's again, same record, same division, an all-out slugfest here. Um, you got Paul dealing with Dallas Goddard and Daryl Henderson Jr. Jr. on a bye. Not crazy, not crazy, not nothing you can't work around. I saw he picked up eight I in, and if you're tall, you gotta be just just rubbing one out to the fact that you don't have to play the Chiefs, you don't have to play the Eagles, you don't have to play the Dolphins. I mean, you can't, is that a royal flush? Having the Eagles, Chiefs, and Dolphins all out in one week, Jeff? I mean, that's got to be a royal flush. Man, you said it spot on, dude. You can't beat that. That's a major star power on Captain Jack's uh, bench there. And um, I think Kyle's pushing him the chips in on this week and going all in. You, you, you riding with Tal? Oh, yep. I'm going to, I'm going to take Tolliver in this matchup. I think, um, like I said, I said it earlier, uh, Joe Burrow's getting going. And when, when he's healthy, he's one of the best quarterbacks out there. And, um, Flowers and Johnson, I really like them as like sneaky receivers, and I think I, I just think Cookie's got too much firepower on his bench to hold hold Tal a bay. Yeah, I I completely agree. Um, I was I was keenly watching the um the waiver wire. So we're recording. This is Wednesday, November eighth. I was I was up early keenly looking to see what cook was going to do because obviously he has to make a, a lot lots of changes and i assumed not not that you're folding in here in week 10 but you you obviously don't want to drop someone significant for a week 10 win when you when you're hoping for a you know a much deeper run in the season so um i i got tall too i i think that's far too much star power for captain jack to overcome um but that's not to say that Hall's team isn't getting going. Uh, be really curious to see how the Montgomery-Gibbs relationship begins to evolve as Gibbs obviously was the bell cow um, Monday night and 24-plus carries, but Montgomery, like they'll have roles. You wonder how Thunder and Lightning are going to work together, but I- I'm with you. Tall really starting to play with Joe Burrow, getting that thing rolling. You take Grouch's Royal Flush here, and I don't think you lose any sleep about it. Yep, spot on. And um, you're 100% right. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how Detroit splits up them carries because when it's just uh, them individually, they get, I mean, they eat, they get volume. But now you got both of them back, and we'll kind of see how that all shakes out. Yeah, great point. And wow, I, we have so many college-based matchups this week. Four out of five are our dogs playing against their own their own alum mates. So jumping into Summer Breeze, three and six, going up against Juice in the Drought, four and five. Another divisional matchup here um, in Week One to kick off the season. Summer Breeze notched a dub 102 to 92. Um, from a oh. buy pers- from a buy perspective, uh, you got to be feeling good if you're Summer Breeze. You got you got every card in the deck and, and juice in the drought 
unfortunately, as we just mentioned, um, the Eagles and the Chiefs are out, which for him means Jalen Hurts and Rashi Rice, who he picked up and the guy scored a touchdown like two minutes into the matchup against me. And then, uh, and also he's got the Rams out. So Brett dealing with some week 10 bye here, his team, not nearly as depleted as um, Cooks may be, but Jeffy B, what what are your thoughts here? Summer breeze, juice in the drought. Yep. Well, it's another nice matchup. The East Lansing boys, um, coming out of division we're 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 playing in Hank, so this is big this is big for us. Um I gotta take Summer Breeze on this. I think I think just with Hertz out and um that's kinda like his MVP of his team and Brett's. And you just start I know we talked about it, but you just start reading the names down Summer Breeze and it just looks like fantasy gold. So um I'm definitely gonna take Summer Breeze in this matchup. I uh, will shout out to Brett. Um, nice job on the most points last week. And uh, Tank Dell is my favorite rookie in the NFL. So um, I like seeing that in a man's lineup. But I'm going Summer Breeze. Yeah, a great shout out. I uh, I heard Tank Dell on Good Morning Football either either this morning or the other day, and he, he he's a dog, man. He, Houston's got a good one. So uh, I think it's a great pick. Um, I, from a standings perspective, by you know being tied with Brett and, and a game up on Havy, my selfishly I, I want to lean Summer Breeze. Um, also, Juice in the Drought beat me last week um, with Tank Dell um, being playing a significant role in that. Um, except we've seen this before. Um, I. I hate to say it, and I hate to even put this out into the fantasy world, but here comes Jake Havlin, man. I mean, yeah. how many to- how many times the he's right right back as if not the the betting favorite, a, a top two for manager of the year, just working his tail off to get this thing rolling, and I'm picking him. I, I'm taking Summer Breeze, but this is the I think this is the official shout out that Summer Breeze is coming and I I would love for Brett to break that snowball in half and not let this thing get out of control. Um but I, I think just from a pick perspective, I, I'm going to Summer Breeze and here he comes. Here he comes, Jeff. Yeah, you said it. Spot on. Um I will say, though, uh, Tony Pollard for Brett, he hasn't scored since week one. And I feel like at any moment, this maybe this week, it could be a Tony Pollard week. And maybe he flirts with running back one this week. And if that were to happen, I think juice in the drought, um, I don't think it's enough. But it could make it very interesting. Yeah, I, I, think, that's, I think that's a great point. Um, my from an actual fantasy football perspective, um, Josh Dobbs pulls a rabbit out of his hat fresh off the plane for Minnesota and, um, New Orleans pass defense is pretty stout. So I'm, I I struggle to pick a juice in the drought without Jalen hurts, which was really kind of more why I leaned summer breeze and no, no disrespect to his team, but definitely a good call. I mean, if if Dallas is going to, if Dallas is going to make a run here, they're going to need Tony Pollard to do a lot. And it, it's so funny to me, like how Tony Pollard skill and fantasy value has changed without Ezekiel Elliott and you know how valuable they were together. So it, it reminds me a little of what the lions have done with their running backs here these last few years. So I, I hope they don't, I hope they don't lose that. I, I, I like having a, a, a one-two punch back there. Yeah, that was well said. I I agree with that. Fantastic. So, Jeffy B, we're, we're, we're on the same page still, and let, let, let's see if we, uh, if we agree in the last one of the week. A, a tale of two teams here, uh, Toe Knife, yeah. 
seven and two. Uh, you got your you got your only cross divisional matchup this week, going up against Bullfrog, three and six. Uh, here in week ten, it's um, it's rare that we only have one two guys on buys, um, excluding his IR position. But pretty pretty clean game thus far here. Um, Jeff, who do you like in Toe Knife versus Bullfrog? Yep, this is uh this is probably the toughest matchup for me to look at and pick. It says Toe Knife got him by about uh, nine points. It looks like, um, and I am Bullfrog on this one. I like Munzee's team a lot, but um, C.J. Stroud might be the hottest player in the National Football League from last week. I think he carries it on in a shootout against I think Hall will have a big bounce back. We And um, Ridley, Adams, and Higgins produce enough points, and I think, I'm going to go Bullfrog in, a, in, a, in the closest matchup of the week, though. I think it's going to be very tight. Yeah, I mean, I if you're if you're bullfrog, you need to bring a gun to this toe knife fight. I mean, this needs to be your you know, he has a good team. There's just it just hasn't clicked and you got CJ Stroud, you found a needle in a haystack here. There's always a couple of them every season. You get a quarterback off the waiver wire and he can be a a, a team a season changer for you. So, you you're all in if you're Bullfrog. Um, you got Laporta back. That's huge. And if Higgins and Adams and Ridley can be just be their averages, not just lay these stinkers out here, Bullfrog's got an absolute shot. Um, however, this is Hank's hot takes. We are a pro Munzel pod, always have been. And I'm, I'm going to ride with Old Faithful here, picking the four games up. Guys, that's chalk. I get it, but I'm going toe knife. Uh, it's. I hope I'm wrong because that means the Lions absolutely shut down the Herbert Eckler combo, which I would love to see them do. So super hope I'm wrong. But just fantasy football wise, uh, I'm taking toe knife. But I do agree with you, Jeff, that it's going to be a barn burner here. Yep, that's uh, that's well said. Um... And yeah, that's that's the only one we disagree on. So we'll we'll see what happens on that one. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, those are the picks. So uh, a, a quick a quick review of of the picks. Um, both Jeff and I are taking Mo over Van Hoof. We're taking Havi over Brett. We're taking Tal over Cook. And and then we have a split house here where I got Munzel and Baldus has Skyver. So any of the, that action you guys want, come get some. Uh, after last week, I'm 15 and eight, still pitching a pretty good game this season. And the guests are 10 and 11. So Jeffy B is going to try to bring you guys across the 500 mark. Nice, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. That, that's awesome, man. Well. Outside of football, um, we, we've hit November, which means baseball is over and basketball basketball and hockey are now on our plates. Uh, I, I guess I'll save the I'll save the hockey for my matchup with Tall upcoming. Um, Jeffy B, talk me through a little college basketball. Are there who are we got some favorites? Do what do we think about Michigan? What do we think about Michigan State? Let's talk a little hoops real quick. Yeah, man, I like that. Um, I guess um, we're kind of rolling into college basketball here, it being just turning to November. Um, you got the two blue blood schools in uh, Duke and Kansas who look look like juggernauts this year, two All-Americans, on, one All-American on each one of them teams, and Hunter Dickinson, the former Wolverine on Kansas, and then uh, the Kyle Flute. Lebowski on on Duke. I think I said that right. Um, those are those are two great great blue blood contenders, and um, a team fresh off the Final Four run in 
uh, FAU, they're actually ranked inside the top 10, which is wild to see. And they returned all their starters. So I think they'll be a, they'll be a problem all year. I don't know what their non-conference is, but they might only end up with one or two losses heading into March. Um, some, some freshmen to keep an eye on is USC's got a dog and Isaiah Coldier. He's like a five-star NBA guard. And then DJ Wagner for Kentucky, another five-star guard. They're going to be fun to watch this year. And then um, when it comes to the uh, two in-state schools, um, I like them both. I think Michigan, they lost the picks in Hunter Dickinson. But I watched the first game they played against uh, UN Asheville, or I forgot what I think that's who they played. And um, they moved the ball really nice. They got the three transfers in, and it's going to be um, going to be a well spread out team. I think that will, I think we'll get in the tournament this year. And then uh, Michigan State, um, <laughs> I actually watched that their first game instead of uh, Monday Night Football. I was mainly watching Sparty basketball. And, um, yeah, they dropped it in overtime, but I think they'll be all right. Obviously, they're loaded. They just need to figure out how not to just throw the ball to Tyson Walker at the end of the game and play iso ball, and they'll be fine. So that's my two cents on college basketball this year, and it's another year, and it's going to be fun to watch. And I would say I think it's a lot it's spread out this year. I don't think there's, like, a big-time heavy favorite. So it's going to be fun. That that's awesome, man. I I honestly didn't know Hunter Dickinson transferred to Kansas. Um, I, I bet you he's gonna go to his left. I, I'll bet any money on it. <laughs> yeah, he'll probably average twenty two. Also. <laughs> yeah, and I, uh, I I saw the highlights of the Michigan State game, and like. Granted, I, I know there was some hype around James Madison, but like if you're Izzo, if, you'd almost rather lose the first one. Like you guys are going to be just fine. Like, I I would put money on that you won't shoot one for twenty from three points the rest of the season. Like that's just that's just an absurd figure. Yeah, I agree. They also struggled from the free throw line early in that game, and um. It's not a bad one just to get out of the way. I mean, like every year they got a juggernaut of a schedule, but um, they'll be fine. Uh, they got a lot of lot of talent on that team, and um, I think I still don't know if they have enough to take out Purdue. I think Purdue's your Big Ten favorite, and Zach Eady's a problem for them, but they should be fine. Is that that fucking gargantuan dude? Yeah, dude, he doesn't even really look like a human. He kind of runs awkwardly, and he just dunks without jumping. And they return almost their whole roster also, so they're they're dangerous. Yeah. Per- Purdue and seven-footers just do, like – it's like hand <laughs> in glove at this point, man. They they just keep churning them out. Yeah, I don't even know where he finds them, but he, he gets them. <laughs> he gets them. So. Oh, man. Well – Jeff, it, it is Hank's hot take. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. Give me your national champion for college basketball this year. Oh, God. Um, well, that is putting me on the spot. I do think Kansas and Duke are your blue blood favorites. I think they have a really good chance to make the final four. Um Uh, it'd be cool if FAU won it all, um, but I don't see it. Um, I'm going to lock in. It'll probably change within a month, but as of right now, I'm going to lock in Kentucky Wildcats. They, uh, they're really young again, but they got some dudes, and I think DJ Wagner's a type of player that can – that can almost be like the John Wall effect and lead lead them deep, but we'll see. That's just a shot in the dark. Yeah, I mean, I this this is Hank's hot takes. I, th- I think you got to make those picks. So, uh, so DJ Wagner is 
on the Kentucky Wildcats, correct? Yeah, yeah. And they also okay. got a Dillinger kid. They got a Dillinger kid who's also a five-star guard. I mean, it's, they always got five-star guards, but um, we'll see. They're not that. They're ranked, but they're not like – I think they're in like the high teens, so they got room to improve too. Okay, dude, I, I, I like that pick. And just because, just Jeff, I'm going to go into my FanDuel app here, and I'm going to sprinkle – Wildcats national champion here. So give me just a second. Let me see what kind of odds I'm going to get on the national champion Wildcats here. We got plus 2,000. That's juicy enough for a sprinkle. I'm in. There you go. Nice, dude. I like it. (laughs) Hell yeah, man. Well, that's our show. Um, Huge week 10. Um, Got a few teams looking to notch some big wins. Jeffy B on the cusp of a secure playoff spot. Uh, Havy and Skiv holding on for dear life. Going to need a big win here. Those are the picks. Those are the games. Jeffy B, bring us home. What a great show. Yep. Uh, it's my last one of the year, so I appreciate you having me on. And uh, good luck this week as we, we go to war. Um, for everyone, I uh, wish you luck down the street. Um, going to take more wins than losses to get into the big dance. And uh, if you're lucky to get in, uh, may the best best be with you. That's all I got, boys. That's all I got. Love it. Well, as always, sheesh!